Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, it is Wednesday night at 6 p.m., and we are on April... I'm losing track of the days. Uh, but April 28th. Uh, this week, we are going to look at the NWA WCW US uh, Tag Team titles. Uh, Steven is a huge fan of Southern Wrestling, and a proponent of uh, that, he picked uh, this category this week. And while doing so, we found out there was only actually 15 in the uh, lineage. But we found a way of doing it by throwing in all the names and uh, doing a buy for the week. So we're going to uh, bring in our uh, panel. But I just want to thank everybody for being a part of this on YouTube, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. We are part of the Johnners Podcasting Network and the Ontario Independent uh, Podcast Network. Plus, we are sponsored by Cool Bets. Stay cool, bet responsibly. So they uh, sponsor all our shows, including the uh, Scumbags Prediction League. Now, bringing in our uh, panel, Stephen from Toronto with his cat. Hold on. She's being a little witch, so... Are you gonna be fine? Okay. How are you, Steve? Hello. It's I don't even know what day it is. Wednesday, April. I don't fucking know anymore. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is near and dear to my heart. This and uh, the NWA um, tag titles and the U.S. tag team titles um, is actually I really enjoyed them compared to. Most tag teams, and we'll we'll get into more about why in a little bit. Okay, so we'll talk about that uh, right after we bring in Jonesy, who is still in Niagara Falls at this moment. Did not make the venture back to London like we talked about on our other recordings. But Jonesy, how are you? I'm pretty good. No, I'm not going to London for a little bit now until I move. So okay. rock and roll. Sounds good. Uh, so what do you think about this uh, tournament that we're doing? Uh, a lot of the tag teams, I never even seen tag together, but luckily a lot of them, you know, I know who they are. So um, in some of them looking at how many titles they held with other tag teams in that, like the Barbarian, holy crap, he held a lot of titles and tag titles with other people. Yeah, so... Uh... We're going to uh, show our video, and Stephen can break down the uh, bracket. We'll be back in just a second.
Well, there you see. So starting, uh, the Young Pistols have the buy in round one. They'll be taking on the winner of the, Fab the Fantastic versus Kevin Sullivan and uh, Dr. Dusty Williams. Uh, matchup two is Big Josh and Ron Simmons versus the Signer Brothers. Uh, match three is uh, Terry Taylor and Greg the Hammer Valentine versus um, Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner. Match four is uh, Dick Murdoch and Pull-Off versus Crusher Khrushchev. And I want to say it's Nikita. It's Ivan. Ivan. I See, they all just start to seem the same. Um, match five is the Fabulous Freebirds versus the Barbarian Dick Slater. Match six is Ronnie Garvin and Barry Windham versus the Patriots. Match uh, eight is the Midnight Express versus Brian Pillman and the Z-Man. Um, so the NWA, think of the, the U.S. titles very much like the U.S. singles championship. NWA was tag team heavy. You had Horsemen, uh, the Steiners, the Varsity Club, Midnight Express, uh, Rock and Roll Express, um, Fantastics, Young Pistol. You had probably at any one point eight, nine tag teams. Obviously, you have a lot of talent. You can't just have one tag team title because it would be tough for the horse, um, the Midnight Express, say, going after the Horsemen or the Rock and Roll Express going after the Young Pistols. It just wouldn't match. So they created the U.S. tag team titles um, to pretty much, it was a springboard, just like the U.S., the singles U.S. title to go for the world title. This was kind of the springboard to go on to. Uh, heavyweight tag team championships yeah so uh just looking at a little bit of their history uh the nwa uh took a lot of the titles um because they, you told us earlier they were spread out uh, throughout the different territories but uh jim crockett ended up uh, combining a couple of them and made the nwa united states tag team championships and they started their lineage at september 28th 1986 and it was part of a tournament it went until january 1991 when it became wcw and wcw deactivated the titles in july uh 31st uh 1992. so that's the lineage that we're looking at uh for timing from the time that uh crockett made the titles to the time that basically turner ended up uh, getting rid of them and uh yeah, as I said uh, at the beginning of the show, surprisingly, only 15 uh, title holders over, uh, let's just look, 19 different title reigns. So we loaded up the uh, 15 teams, shuffled them up, and the uh, brackets spit out with the Young Pistols getting the bye. So just a quick thing about the Young Pistols so that we know um, what's going on with them and what to expect. Yeah, in their next matchup, the Young Pistols were Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers. Tracy Smothers, unfortunately, just recently passed away. And, of course, Steve Armstrong, the brother of Road Dog Jesse James, Brad Armstrong, and uh, Scott Armstrong, who's a referee now 
uh, still with uh, WWE. Uh, they won their titles on uh, November 5th, 1991 on WCW main event, uh, beating the Patriots for the uh, championship. Uh, that match actually uh, aired, though, December 15th, 1991. So it was almost well over a month before it actually made air. And they uh, had just that one title reign and held it for 70 days. So they're going to go against uh, the uh, second matchup, which is going to be, or the first official matchup. And Stephen, you can uh, take this one with the Fantastics taking on Sullivan and Williams. Dr. Death. Oh, hold on. My computer froze. One moment, please. So Kevin <laughs> Sullivan and um, Steve Williams, known as the Varsity Club. Um, Rick Steiner was in there, too. Mike Rotunda. Oh, Lord. Uh... That was really the varsity club. Um, they were all true um, athletes, uh, all with a university wrestling or sports background. Um, they were, I don't know, they were a weird mix if you look at it. Like Kevin Selvin, it was obviously before he lost his godforsaken mind. Rick Steiner, obviously before the Steiner brothers. Mike Rotunda. Um, who am I missing? And Dr. Death, Steve Williams. They're all kind of... You wouldn't think of that being their uh, uh, a mix of teams. Um, they are... They're one-time uh, U.S. Tag Team Champs. Um, beat the Fantastics uh, September 26th of 1988 um, at Starcade 1988. Uh, held it for 64 days and actually lost it to Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner because Steiner had to sub for... Oh, Lord, I forget who. But they he had to sub, and then it was a weird... Because Steiner, basically, that's when he turned on the varsity club. And the Fantastics. Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rich. Uh, it's very... They're heavily... Um, off of the the fabulous ones, um, it was very supposed. The Fantastics were um, managed by um, Jackie Fulton because they were really a play up on the fabulous ones because they really wanted a new tag team to fit that mold. Um, team together, oh, off and on, right through Smoky Mountain. Um, so they teamed until early to mid-90s. Um, Two-time U.S. tag team champions. 
Um, number one, they beat uh, April 26, 1988. They beat the Midnight Express on a worldwide wrestling, held it for 75 days before losing it back to the Midnight Express. It was then vacated, and then the Fantastics won in the tournament, uh, in a tag team tournament finals, defeating Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons. December 7, 1988, at Clash of the Champions uh, season's beatings, they held it for 19 days. I'm going the Fantastics. I've seen a ton of their work. They're a great tag team. The Varsity Club was great, but they just... They didn't have the same... Um, so I'm going the Fantastics. Jonesy? I uh, would have to go with the Fantastics as well, as they won it uh, two times and held it much longer than the Kevin Sullivan and Steve Williams did. So I got to go with them. Yeah, I think this is going to be a clean sweep. I just think whenever uh, you look at uh, the Varsity Club or whatever, uh, hearing JR's uh, talk about them, whether it was in his books or on his uh, podcast, and the Varsity Club, I think he described it in the Irwin or Shyster uh, edition, was basically – Athletic guys and the devil in a bathrobe. So, you know, kind of a little bit of misfits there. Uh, the Fantastic are an actual team. So I'm going with them on that one. Jonesy, we have the next matchup being Big Josh and Ron Simmons, damn, against the Steiner brothers. Yeah, actually, I didn't know that uh, Big Josh, Matt Bourne, Doink, uh, actually teamed up with Ron Simmons way back then. Definitely going to have to go check that out. Um, so Matt, uh, Matt Bourne, Big Josh is 5'10", 243 pounds, and Ron Simmons is a tall six foot, two inches, and they held the championship once for 34 days. Um, I'm sure Steve can talk a lot more about them. Uh I know Matt Bourne's were, a decent wrestler, but how they melded together, I don't know. It was more of a they needed a tag team at that point, and if you look at the two of them, they like two big guys that basically they needed to take the titles off of the Young Pistols. And they needed someone to basically be a transition to Terry Taylor and Greg Valentine when, because um, Tracy Smothers, I believe, in the Young Pistols quit. Basically said, I'm done today. Wish I could do that someday. I'm done. <laughs> um, okay. And then, of course, the Steiners. Um, this is kind of a no contest, somewhat. Um, Ron Simmons, of course, he's got a great resume. Matt Bourne, he's got a decent resume when you consider he played Doink, but you look back at all the titles that he did win and where he's been, um, it's a little closer than I would have thought. But uh, the Steiners definitely, for me, I mean, it's no contest. They held it for 225 days, and the list of other belts that they won. Mind you, this is uh, earlier in their career. Or would this be considered their peak? 
No, this is early. All right. Um, Steiner, you, if you go back and watch them with the w, the U.S. tag team titles, they're like early, still very green. Rick had been in the business probably at this point six, seven years. Scott, maybe a year and a half, two years. So think Scott Steiner full of – he's still a big boy then – able to do the Frankensteiner and green as grass. It's a dangerous oh, so, combination. Oh, so he was doing the Frankensteiner back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Towards the um, second, the, yeah. Towards the later part of their U S title, he realized he can do it and someone should have told him no. <laughs> to start with, because he was a little green, so he's a little dangerous still. Yeah, now he's just uh, very experienced and still dangerous. Just yeah, because of now he's just scary and steroided. But he owns the Shonies, or at least did up until recently. Uh, so, uh, Jonesy, just to clarify, you're going with uh, the Steiner brothers? Uh, yes, I am on this. Okay, so uh, just looking at the uh, two uh, titles... Uh, Big Josh and uh, Ron Simmons got it uh, January 14th, 92. Uh, uh, WCW main event. Held it for 34 days only. The Steiner brothers, as Stephen put out uh, a moment ago, were uh, freshly formed in a way as uh, Scott was just getting in the business after Rick had been with the UWF and made the switch over to um, NWA when uh, the UWF got sold. But they got the titles... August 24th, 1990, held it for 225 days. And during this title reign, uh, that's when it switched over from the NWA to WCW. And uh, each team only had the titles for one time, but when you consider 225 days and 34 days, yeah, I'm going with the Steiners as well. Steven. Oh, it's the Steiners. So a clean sweep on that one. And that brings us to our uh, next matchup. And that has Terry Taylor and Greg Valentine, two guys who look good in the picture, uh, but didn't realize that they teamed together. Uh, going to check the timing on that one uh, with them together. So that was 92, obviously after Valentine left. And you kind of really didn't hear much about Valentine after leaving WWE. F, uh, and ending the whole rhythm and blues thing. But him and uh, Terry Taylor, who might have been just getting also out of the whole Terrence Taylor of the Taylor made man, uh, seemed to be a good fit, uh, especially with their uh, skills as well. Of course, people love uh, Terry Taylor for being a snitch to uh, Dave Meltzer, but they won their uh, titles on uh, February 17th, 92 at World Championship Wrestling. Um, event doesn't say uh, TV. Um, held it one time for 90 days, and that ended up airing uh, about uh, 12 days later on February uh, 29th, 92. Uh, so 90 days uh, for them to have uh, the titles, and they're taking on Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner. So Rick Steiner held it a couple times over. Um, 
They got the titles February 28th, 89, won it on Worldwide, and uh, that match ended up airing on March 18th. But then the uh, titles were deactivated for a little bit on uh, May 89. The NWA abandoned uh, the titles after Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner split as a team. So Rick teamed with his brother. And Rick and uh, Eddie were still champions as of uh, May 7th. Um, afterwards, the titles were uh, brought back in February of 90. So there was about nine months, ten months that the uh, titles were uh, non-existent. So, yeah, just the whole turning on each other aspect. I'm going to go with uh, Terry Taylor and uh, Greg Valentine to uh, take this one. Steven? I'm going um, Terry Taylor and Greg Valentine as well. Um, it, so no one really knows when Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner's reign ended. It's somewhere between 62 and 90 days because Gilbert went back to Memphis. And that's one of the reasons why that title went away for a while because they had to get the titles back. So I'm going Terry Taylor and Greg Valentine. Okay, and Jonesy, you want to finish that one off? Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going with Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner simply for the fact that Steiner, um, if you looked into the future, uh, what he accomplished, uh, the, the and, you know, Terry Taylor, Greg Valentine, they didn't get the height of where they should have gone. Okay, so there's that one. Uh, we'll just save that there. And Steven, you get to go with uh, this next matchup, which going to go psychic on this one. I think Ivan Koloff is moving on to the second round. Yes. Just again. Um, but who's he taking with Ivan? Him? So Ivan and Dick Murdoch and Crusher Krusev. And I. So it's. This is where things get a little more complicated because Crusher Khrushchev, Barry Darso, um, the, the Russians, Khrushchev and Koloff, were a great tag team. Especially if you go back and watch the NWA days, you would love them. Uh, very much in that nasty heel Russian, everyone is evil. They won them September 28th, 1986 in a house show in Atlanta, Georgia. Held them for 72 days. It was a tag team title final um, against the Kansas City Jayhawks, Dutch Mantel and Bobby Jagger. Yeah, I know. Um, then they lose them to Ronnie or Ron Garvin and Barry Windham. And then, so Crusher Khrushchev basically left. Um, so that's why they had to, Dick Murdoch basically stepped in. He won, they won the March 14th, 1987. 
uh, held him for 21 days. Murdoch was actually suspended from in-ring uh, competition by the NWA after performing a brain buster on Nikita Koloff on the concrete floor. As a result, Ivan and Murdoch, they were stripped of the titles. Um, also, Dick Murdoch was going over to Japan. So instead of taking the titles, um, I'm going Crusher Khrushchev and Ivan Koloff. <laughs> Dick, Dick Murdoch, you know, I didn't know much about Dick Murdoch, and the first real introduction I got to Dick Murdoch was uh, at one of the Royal Rumbles where the Cheeto-eating uh, fat guy came up, and you could tell he was a tough guy, but he looked past his prime. Uh, I got to go with Crusher and Ivan also for the fact of uh, Murdoch and Koloff only held belts together once, where Crusher and Ivan held uh, the um, like three or four times in, in the NWA, but different versions. They won a tournament, uh, the six-man tag, of course, with Nikita. So I got to go with them. You're going with who? Uh, Crusher and Ivan. Crusher and Ivan. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's a clean sweep on that one. Um, go figure. Barry Darso, one of the many people who uh, were not the nationality they portrayed at certain times. Uh, there's probably a long list of people who were like that. Uh, you were talking about your uh, first uh, introduction to Dick Murdoch uh, being at the Royal Rumble. Mine actually would go a little bit further back than that with, and this is going to be odd, Learning the Ropes, the TV show with Lyle Zato and um, Nicole, uh, I can't remember her last name, uh, Stoffman from uh, Degrassi, which was on CTV, because they had a lot of the NWA and AWA guys on that, that show. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be the Russians uh, moving on. And that brings us to matchup number six. Freebirds versus Barbarian and Dick Slater, Dirty Dick. All right. Um, uh, they held this title twice. Uh, the fabulous Freebirds did. Um, do, 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 do. What can I say about the fabulous Freebirds? Uh, if you could show the fabulous Freebirds to someone that you're inducing to wrestling, and if they like pizzazz and, you know, you want to show them the good side of what wrestling and tag team can be, that's one of the ones because, I mean, they're flamboyant. It's too bad that they didn't get to a higher peak as far as WWE only for for more cementing their legacy because uh, by the time Michael Hayes got there, it was uh, it was all over, which was sad. Uh, so really, when Michael Hayes came in the WWE, I didn't really know who he was until he, um, the internet uh, started really coming out. Uh, they did hold tons of other titles. Uh, they special awards uh, and all that. Of course, Steve can add more about them if he wishes. And and then Hayes and Gordy, you look at the amount of of tag belts and that that they held and then there's the barbarian and dick murdoch personally dick uh, like, slater oh dick slater i'm sorry 
Okay, Dick Slater. Well, it, it pretty much stays the same for me. Uh, those two, I'd actually rather go against the fabulous Freebirds in a tag match than having to face the Barbarian and Dick Slater. Um, even though they only held it for 36 days and the fabulous Freebirds held it twice, um, 85 days and 34 days. I know the better tag team is the Fabulous Freebirds, but you know what? I'm throwing the Barbarian a Dick Slater a bone because that is a good tag team that you could wow. throw anywhere and they're going to put on a decent show. Wow, I'm actually surprised by that vote. Uh, so, well, my, my confidence is you're both going to uh, definitely vote for the Fabulous Freebirds. So I'm going to throw uh, the Barbarian and Dick Slater a bone because they do deserve it. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, the Freebirds. I won their uh, first one after the titles had been vacated uh, by defeating the Young Pistols in a uh, top rope contenders, I mean, top contenders match. Um, that was in St. Petersburg, Florida at Super Brawl 1, uh, May 19th, 1991. Held it for 85 days, losing them to the Patriots, uh, which we'll talk about in the next matchup, I believe. And uh, then they ended up winning it a second time from Taylor and Valentine on May 17th, 92 at Russell War 92, Jacksonville, Florida, 34 days, losing it to uh, Dick Slater and Barbarian. And looking at them, Dick Slater and Barbarian beat the Freebirds for it, held it only for 36 days, and then the titles got vacated because on July 4th, 1992, edition of uh, WCW Saturday Night, Bill Watts announced that the company would be looking to uh, consolidate the WCW World, NWA World, the uh, U.S. Tag titles, and focus on uh, one championship uh, team. Uh, Watts deemed uh, that whoever held the U.S. Tag Team titles at the end of uh, July would be the final title holders. The championship was then deactivated during the Barbarian and Slater's title reign on July 31st, 92. Um, yeah, Barbarian, one of the toughest guys around. Uh, there's always uh, talk on uh, Tony Schiavone's uh, podcast <laughs> about how uh, Barbarian had uh, quite the uh, way with people. Uh, and also uh, Dick Slater, you know, rough and tough uh, Texan, wouldn't want to cross paths with him. But the Freebirds, total mix of uh, athleticism, and showmanship, they probably would not have uh, survived in this uh, day and age of politically correctness, especially with not being able to uh, have the uh, star, uh, stars and bars uh, all over them. But uh, yeah, Southern uh, style that they had and Bad Street USA is getting my vote. Steven, you're a tiebreaker. Oh, it's the Fabulous Freebirds. Uh, they were one of the first tag teams to ever have music to come out to for their entrance. They're, yeah, the Freeboards, big time. And, hey, they were also on uh, the beginning of uh, uh, the movie Highlander in their one of their uh, very rare appearances with the WWF before they went down south. But we're going to go on to our next matchup. Let me change the graphic here. And we have Ron Garvin and Barry Windham uh, versus the Patriots. Uh, so Ron Garvin and uh, Barry Windham, uh, looking at their status. Uh, just 
scrolling to it. Uh, Ron Garvin and Barry Windham ended up beating uh, Crusher and uh, Koloff on December 9th, 1986, uh, edition of NWA Pro Wrestling. Um, and that aired on December 13th, 86, held it for 95 days. They ended up dropping the titles to Dick Murdoch and Ivan Koloff on March 14th on an episode of World uh, Championship Wrestling. And uh, then we look at the Patriots, which is Firebreaker Chip and uh, Todd Champion. Uh, kind of a wacky little uh, combination there. Uh, you'd think they were in WWE with all the uh, different uh, jobs that they had at the time because WWE was having garbage men and uh, plumbers and all this other stuff. And WCW came up with their own version with the Patriots being Todd and uh, Firebreaker Chip. Make you think he's a little kid at that rate. But they uh, won the uh, titles on August 12th, 1991 on addition of World Championship Wrestling and it ended up airing on September uh, 7th, 91. They held it for 85 days, but they beat the Freebirds to get those uh, titles and ended up dropping them to the Young Pistols on November 5th, 91, on addition of WCW Main Event. Uh, that ended up airing for on December 15th, 91. Um, just looking at the fact that the Patriots, 85 days, Garvin and Wyndham, uh, 95 days, so there's pretty even on them. But Garvin and Wyndham were two rugged guys that, and Rugged Ronnie Garvin, yes, uh, no pun intended on that <laughs> one, but uh, two guys who were legit tough guys that I would rather see them than these cartoony uh, air flight attendant and uh, kid playing a fire truck uh, going uh, at it. So, yeah, Garvin and Wyndham are getting my vote. Steven. Uh, I'm going, as you call them, uh, yeah, it's the Patriots. They were actually a tag team. They actually wrestled quite a bit. Todd Champion was like an Air Force pilot, I think, and Firebreaker Chip, obviously, Fireman. Yes, it was very corny, but no, he like that's actually a good tag team. If you can find footage of them, they were actually not bad of a tag team. But yeah, I'm going uh, Garvin and or uh, the uh, the Patriots. Crap! I don't give a fig about either one of these, but uh, now I have to look at the Patriots because uh, they give this justice. Because I'm just bringing up the names here: um, Ronnie Garvin and Barry Window. My God, there, there's another two guys I wouldn't want to go up against. I'd rather go up against. Uh, uh, the Patriot. Um, I'm just looking now on their Wikipedia, all the lovely tag belts they want and all that stuff. All Asia, AWA, Global Wrestling. Oh, there we go. PWA, Most Inspirational Wrestler. Oh, that's for one of the other guys. Uh, phew. 
you know what? I I I I'm gonna have to go with what I was gonna go with. It could be uh, bad, but uh, I gotta go with the Barry Windham and uh, Ronnie Garvin. Uh, it's unfortunate the Piggy shirts. I don't. I know about the one guy, but the other one I didn't see him a lot. Um, but Ron Garvin and Barry Windham as a tag team, even if they don't hold the belts, they're gonna be great in wherever they are, and they're always gonna be guys top guys that are going to be going against the tag team champions a lot because of their names and they're great wrestlers. So I'm going to go with Ron Gervin and Barry Windham. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, definitely uh, take Steven's advice and uh, check out some Patriots uh, footage if you get a chance. Uh, probably on WD Network or uh, hiding uh, places on the internet. Steven, I follow oh, it's on YouTube. Of, uh, yeah. Final match of our first round. Midnight Express versus Pillman and Z-Man. So the Z-Man and Brian Pillman were put together um, specifically for a feud with the Midnight Express before, uh, what's his name? George Scott screwed it up. Um, Pillman and Z-Man won the, tag t- the U.S. Tag Team Champs. Uh, in a tournament, defeating the Fabulous Freebirds. They held them for 96 days. Um, that was February 12, 1990. They lost them to the Midnight Express. Now, let's get real. We all know my love for Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. So, um, these guys were the best tag team ever. Um, they just are. Fight me if you don't like it. Um, they so the original plan was they did the rocket launcher on Jim Cornette's um, tennis racket because Brian Hillman had uh, throat surgery as a kid. So the plan was to build that up, and then they got cut off basically at the end before getting there because. Ugh. They just screwed it up, WCW. Um, Midnight Express, what can I say? I mean, I don't have to say much. They um, won the U.S. Tag Team Championships three times, holding them for a total of 505 days. So first one um, won the titles in a tournament final, defeating Barry Windham and Ron Garvin, May 16, 1987, held them for 346 days before losing them to the Fantastics. Won them back at the Great American Bash 1988 from the Fantastics, held them for 62 days. Um, they only vacated them because they won the World Tag Team Champions. And then uh, the final run, uh, won it at Capital Combat, May 19, 1990, beating... Brian Pillman and the Z-Man uh, held them for 97 days before losing to the Steiners. This is the Midnight Express. So if you guys don't vote the Midnight Express, I'm logging off. <laughs> well, I am voting Midnight Express because uh, I'm actually surprised that you were him and Han over it a bit, but that shows that you're pitting the two teams against each other fairly, uh, fairly. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, Brian Pillman and the Z-Man are both uh, good wrestlers. I hate the friggin' Z-Man's name. Absolutely hate it. Talk about a horrible gimmick. Um, 
But uh, the Midnight Express, I, they held it like, see my math, more than three times the first time they held it. They hold it, no, no, a little less than three times, but about three times longer uh, than uh, Brian Pillman and Z-Man did in their first. So right there, uh, that, and you see all the amount of titles that they had together. Uh, I think they're the ones that are, they're definitely going to be, I think, in the final round. Yeah, I am also going with uh, the Express because, well, you can't beat three-time champions and 500-plus days uh, with the titles. Uh, We'll have to see if somebody can uh, do so, but that'll be probably in later stages. So that concludes our first round. Steven, you want to break it down for us? Break it down. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So Young Pistols, obviously, are um, the Fantastics beat 1-3-0. Steiner Brothers, 1-3-0. Taylor and Valentine, 1-2-1. One, one. Um, Crusher, Crusher Khrushchev and uh, Ivan Koloff, 1-3-0. Freebirds, 1-2-1. One, one. Garvin and Wyndham, 1-2-1. One, one. And Midnight Express, 1-3-0. Setting up Second round is Young Pistols versus the Fantastics, Steiner Brothers versus Taylor and William um, Valentine, Khrushchev and Koloff versus the Freebirds, Garvin and Williams versus the Midnight Express. Anybody surprise you that uh, did not get out of the first round? I'm going to guess in Steven's case, you're thinking the Patriots. Um, that doesn't surprise me because I know you guys don't aren't as hardcore. NWA followers back in the day, so it doesn't surprise me that much. Anything because unless you like are hardcore into following the NWA, it tends to just. I got infected by the WWF bug real quickly, and all other wrestling was just looked weird. <laughs> Well, and that's from if you watch the NWA to start with, and then you go to watch the WWE, you're like, something is not right about this. I kind of do like the old TV studio days early of the Saturday night. I, to me, that's why I really like the NWA pow- power for bringing that feel back. That it, it's. You know the promotion's not as big, but it's got a big presentation on TV because of the way that they're doing it. And it's about the uh, product in-ring as opposed to uh, people hamming it for the uh, cameras and hijacking shows. So we will move on to round number two. And Jonesy, you get to start us off with the Young Pistols taking on the Fantastics. All right. I, I'm just going to take a second here. If uh, someone else wants to talk about the two teams, and I'll give you a vote in like half half a minute, easy. I'm okay. just going over their, their stats since oh, I don't okay. know either. I mean, I know the wrestlers, but watching them as teams, I can't remember. So, Yeah, so uh, the Fantastics, uh, they had the titles uh, twice. They uh, had them for 75 days, 
and 19 days after winning a uh, tournament, defeating uh, Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons, they end up losing to the Varsity Club. And then you go with the uh, Young Pistols, and they held the uh, titles uh, the one time for 70 days. And with uh, what Steven said about them dropping the belts to Big Josh and Ron Simmons because uh, Tracy Smothers ended up walking out, basically. I was a fan of the Young Pistols uh, when I first saw them uh, and in magazines and stuff like that, PWI, The Wrestler. and But looking at the uh, numbers and knowing what uh, basically happened, I have to go with uh, the Fantastics in this one. Okay. Um, that's actually who I'm going with, uh, Steve. Uh, the name, now Armstrong, that's um, is that one of the Armstrong brothers? It is, along with Brad, uh, Brian, and uh, Scott. And like for me, name recognition, I recognize the name Smothers and Armstrong before I would recognize Tommy Rogers. Mind you, I've heard of these names in Bobby Fulton, but it's that the other two I heard a lot more. Um, but you look at all the friggin' titles that they won is just, you know, a lot more than the other team. And they held it twice. So I, I, I got to give it to them, to uh, the Fantastic. Oh. Clean sweep, Stephen? Clean sweep. Excellent. Clean sweep. We'll, we'll uh, mark that one there. And Sean, you have I'll... to get graphics of like a sweeper broom going by or something. Yeah, we'll have to figure that one out. I can't really do those type of things at the moment, uh, but we'll see what we'll, if we can accommodate. Uh, next matchup is the Steiner Brothers versus Taylor and Valentine. Now, I'm not even going to have to look at the uh, stats here because I know uh, the Steiner Brothers held them for over 200 days, and the um, combination of uh, Taylor and Valentine, I think uh, looking at when we talked about them first round, was maybe about 70, no more than 90 days. Uh, they didn't make it triple digits. Um, great uh, competitors in uh, this whole thing. But Steiners, even though they were very green and just sitting together as a tag team uh, with uh, Scotty uh, joining uh, professional wrestling at the time after uh, Rick's uh, length of time in the business, Got to go with the uh, brother combo over uh, the veterans. So I'm going with the Steiners. Steven. Are you on mute? Yes, you are. Sorry, the mm -hmm. Steiners. Steiners. There we go. And, and I, too, will go with the Steiners. Um, don't you think that the Steiner brothers uh, probably got a lot more um, hit on by the women than uh, Terry Taylor and Greg Valentine? Well, considering what Greg Valentine looks like, a uh, uh, woman that should be at bingo parlor, <laughs> I would probably agree with that uh, sentiment. So... Uh, yeah, we're going to go on to uh, the next matchup then with the Steiner brothers uh, going forward. And that's not the right one. 
It is the Russians against the Freebirds. Uh, definitely um, the Freebirds. Okay. Mark. Well, favoritism, I want to go to the Crusher and Ivan Koloff because, uh, again, that type of wrestling, it's like watching certain old movies or VH-esque copy of something where I want to watch a clearer, uh, um, better lighting, clearer, you know, television. I'm not really making sense on that, but you know what I mean? Where the the, the, the fabulous free birds. Anyways, I'm getting my words mixed up. Uh, damn it. I really like uh, uh, Kirshner and Koloff, but the fabulous Freebirds are the better. It's like which one you go with the better that they. I would say they're the better tag team. So I'm gonna have to go with them, even though the, the other team, hot damn! I wish they would have. That team would have gone over to the uh, WWE. That would have been awesome. So your vote is for the Russians. No, it is not. It's for the fabulous Freebirds. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to talk myself one. into voting for them, but I can't in good conscience because the Freebirds okay. are just a better team. It is going to be a clean sweep for the Freebirds on this occasion. Uh, yeah, just a more cohesive unit uh, with them. Of course, imagine six-man tag. You're throwing in Nikita would be a really good uh, matchup, but we're going to go with uh, the Freebirds advancing. And our final matchup is Garvin and Wyndham against the Midnight Express. And is that Jonesy? Yes. Midnight Express. I mean, they held it three times. Uh, Garvin and Wyndham, I like them both more Garvin than, than Wyndham. I remember a lot of good Garvin matches, but uh, better tag team. Got to go in and been together a hell of a lot longer. I got to go with them. Midnight Express. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to uh, take out the uh, Express, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be clean sweep uh, on this one, Stephen. Clean sweep. It's the Express. Okay, there we go. Uh, bring that bracket back up. So, in round two, we had Freebirds win 3-0. Steiner Brothers win 3-0. No, sorry. The Fantastics won 3-0. Steiner Brothers won 3-0. Freebirds won 3-0. Express won 3-0. Setting up Fantastics versus Steiner Brothers and Freebirds versus Midnight Express in the semifinals. There we go. And so I get to start the semifinals with the Fantastics against the Steiners. Now, the Fantastics held the titles uh, twice, but nowhere close to uh, getting to the 200-plus uh, days of the Steiners. Uh, I just want to see who they beat uh, on this one. Uh, the Steiners beat the Midnight Express to get their uh, title, but then had to uh, vacate them. Uh, when board of director spokesman Grizzly Smith 
as a result of Steiner Brothers winning the uh, World Tag Team Championships. So that's why they had to drop them uh, with the not being able to hold two titles at one time. Uh, so that's why they're not there. And we're looking at the Fantastics. They won um, in a ter- tag team tournament. And they won... Where's their second one? Did they have a second one? Yes, they did. Uh, the first one was actually against the Midnight Express, taking the titles from them. Uh, so it's... Wow, actually, you're getting close. It's what, about 169 days versus 225. And both got the titles from Midnight Express. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with... Uh, the Steiners, uh, even though uh, the Fantastic won them twice. Steven. I'm actually going the Fantastics. Steiner Brothers, um, great tag team, but never really. Yeah, they held them for 225 days. When you tell it, direct it towards me, too, of why I should vote for the Steiners over um, uh, the Fantastics, because I'm not as familiar with the Fantastics. So the Fantastics, great Southern tag team. They would be much more of that middle road where the Steiners, they took these titles. Yeah, and they end up moving on to the bigger and better championships. The Fantastics were never going to move past the U.S. Tag Team Championships. I mean, either one's a great choice. I just prefer the Fantastics when it comes to the U.S. title compared to if we were talking a bigger title, then it'd be the Steiners. All right. And so your vote, Jonesy. Well, I'm just thinking, which is dangerous, but um, in some things, they're not close at all. In other things, they are. Like team history, as as far as, as long as they've been together, um, the Fantastics been together for like 25 years, so uh steiners are have been together for like that long as well besides that the steiners have done a lot more made a bigger name for themselves but i understand what steve's saying as far as representing who's better to represent the u.s tag and what it meant and uh some teams that wouldn't make it any further than that uh, it's not like the fantastics are chumps so in the spirit of fun, where I don't think the Steiners are the, um, uh, in the top five of best tag teams, I'd say they're definitely in the top ten, but not in the top five. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to, to the Fantastics. There we go. Okay. And then our- and I kind of want to see Steve squirm on choosing between the Fantastics and the Midnight Express. That's it's not a. Tr- it's not going to be hard for me. Um, oh. So this is me. The mid- Freebirds of Midnight. It's easy for me. It's the Midnight. They held them for five hundred and something days. It's the Midnight. They did have them three times, you know. And you know that five hundred some odd days is about twenty five percent of the time that the U.S. belt was around. They held it for 20 to 25% of the time. Mm-hmm. 
but the family's free birds are so much louder and actually not really anyways yeah i gotta i gotta go agree with midnight express the over the free birds two iconic teams show or the uh fact that they have one of the best managers uh and legacies yeah not that my vote matters but yeah midnight express are moving on which sets up our final so we had uh fantastics beat standard brothers 2-1 a midnight express want beat the freebirds 3-0 setting up a finals of uh fantastics versus uh, midnight express there we go and uh so yeah just want to take that part down and jonesy you get to decide fantastics or midnight express i just don't have the midnight express of all the there we go all the tag teams that they won holy fuck that's a lot of tag teams I don't know where it went on my screen, but anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I have to go with the Midnight Express. They held it for three times, and the fact that, yeah, these guys, you know, may not have, I'm going to go back to the damn screen here, um, held, like, you know, the WWF title or the WCW title. It doesn't look like they, they held Um but they held a lot of the other big ones and that. Uh, I just and the the Midnight Express made it on to WWE TV uh, many times, so I you know I got to go I got to go with them over the Fantastics. There we go, and uh, yeah, I'm going to have to uh, concur with that, which means our winner is definitely. That way we don't get, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> no copyright strikes. Don't want any of those. I already had one. And why is it going up there? So, yes, the Midnight Express, managed by James E. Cornett, is the winner of this tournament. So, guys, uh, any surprise or just, you know, as soon as you saw the Midnight Express and their uh, record, it spoke for itself. I mean, it, it's so – I obviously had the Midnight Express winning it, but you never know when we pick the how the draw is going to come out. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, I thought the standards might make the finals, and I was that was the one that I was like, huh. Eh. They might go with the Steiners because they'll recognize the name more than the Midnight Express. Like, you guys would have seen the Steiners more than the Midnight Express wrestle. Yeah, I was going to say, is there anybody actually in the brackets that could have taken out the Midnight Express? I don't know. No, but Steiners, I guess. But the Midnight Express had longer matches, typically, were out there longer than the Steiners. Would they not have been? Oh, yeah, they would be... A typical Midnight Express match would be 30, 40, an hour. The only time the Steiners really went that long is when they were with 
the midnight. So yeah, uh, so that concludes this week's uh, tournament. It's now time to plug away and retire this episode. So Stephen, what do you got going on for you? Uh, this week, uh, Slug with Stephen O'Neill featuring uh, Jordan Hur. He's a um, uh, wrestler from actually overseas. Um, so I reached out to him, and he, it's actually quite a, an interesting read. So definitely check that out. That's on cwnonline.ca, dropped uh, Tuesday at 6 p.m. Excellent. Uh, Jonesy, what do you got going on? Uh, well, the... Um, Steven. This week in wrestling history, of course. Um, and I'm trying to, I think... Uh, yeah, we already recorded this week, so... It uh, it's not too long. It's not too depressing. The week, the next week is going to be more depressing. A lot more deaths and bad things happening in the wrestling world. Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, backlash pay per views and stuff like that, and uh, some uh, TNA lockdowns uh, coming up. So that's uh, tomorrow at noon that you'll end up uh, having that drop on Facebook and YouTube, and then uh, you'll be able to get it uh, a little bit afterwards on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. Uh, just want to remind everybody that the Scumbags Prediction League is running. We've now done WrestleMania and uh, Impact Wrestling's Rebellion. That was this past weekend. And it's presented by CoolBet, where you can earn points to win this lovely championship title. It has the CoolBet uh, logos on either side, along with our podcast logo. And this was made by Undisputed Belts. So you can check them out. And, of course, cool bet. Uh, stay cool. Bet responsibly. We're going to have a uh, passcode shortly. Steven's working uh, with them to do that. And you can get some bonuses from our friends at CoolBet, who, thankfully, are uh, sponsoring us uh, with this. Uh, as far as the prediction league goes, you can also go to our page scumbagswrestling.ca and go to your page you'll see the standings currently you'll see the uh next people or the next events and what is coming up uh match wise and that's how you can uh, put in your uh, submissions plus uh then you uh, can also win prizes various uh, events are going to have a single prize available like a uh, shirt or uh, something uh, special attached to it or other events are just going to be for you to earn your points towards this championship uh, belt. But speaking of t-shirts and stuff, we have our store at prowrestlingtees.com backslash scumbags wrestling. And you can see on our screen, there's four different designs that we have at the moment and three of them, the uh, ones that are all logos, they are, for the month of April and May, going to support Jordito's recovery. He's a little seven-year-old recovering from cancer. And uh, any purchases of these shirts from our store at Pro Wrestling Tees will go towards his uh, recovery fund. Uh, you can check out our Facebook page for more details there. And then, of course, the uh, Ontario comic book uh, version is always uh, going to be supporting Stephen's wrestling journey. Uh, Stephen is a nine-year-old little boy who is uh, looking for research uh, through Children's Hospital in Toronto 
for a curing well formation. Uh, he's had to have several surgeries and it's really rough on him. Uh, and they're looking for a cure for uh, that or how to help um, others in the future with uh, curing well formation. He just recently had surgery and uh, definitely appreciates the thoughts and prayers that everybody sent to him. But um, yeah, if you've ever been to a wrestling event where Steven's at, you definitely know he's there and he can uh, mouth back with the wrestlers just like anybody else can. So the Ontario Indie uh, comic book uh, version can be uh, purchased on our uh, store with the proceeds going to Steven's wrestling journey. Um, we are also going to be having our uh, podcast, I believe, actually, yeah, it's going to be later on tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, special time because uh, Pretty Ricky uh, Wildy is going to be on our show, and he's not available on Thursday, so we're going to bump our Thursday show over to uh, later on tonight at 8 p.m., so uh, please join us at that time. It's going to be approximately 50 minutes away uh, by the time this uh episode ends and you'll get uh, the results from Impact Wrestling Rebellion and our interview with Pretty Ricky uh, going live along with uh, some news and notes for the week. I think I got everything. Jonesy, did I miss anything? No, I think you got the uh, all the stuff that needs to be said. Yeah, so thank you once again everybody for joining us however you do and like share and support us we uh do this just for fun and you know the moment we stop having fun you're not going to see this around but as long as we're having fun we are going to do this for you guys to enjoy thank you for your support and spread the word to everybody else that you know so until later on tonight have a good one